proudly broadcasting from downtown Everett, AM 1380, FM 95.3, KRKO Everett. It is a Monday night in Snohomish County, a snowy Monday night in Snohomish County. It's time for Prep Sports Weekly here on KRKO. I'm Tom Lafferty along with, well, Steve Willits. He's usually in the other room. In fact, we're going to bring Steve Willits in. We're going to bring the teacher, Mr. Hill, from Glacier Peak High School in as well. And Teacher Hill, what about a kid that says, hey, Mr. Hill, I can't be there live to do your show because I'm in Southern California not shoveling snow off your driveway like I like the rest of us have been doing well i'd probably say first you know maybe you should uh check canvas for any assignments that you're missing and make sure you get that stuff caught up by the time you get back and then what are you going to bring me from california <laughs> so steve what are you going to bring us from california <laughs> yeah unfortunately i'm not going to bring you a lot of sunshine because i haven't seen much the last few days it's been raining uh, very windy and as a matter of fact i just had dinner in a restaurant about an hour and a half ago and it started raining outside a strong rain, and we found out after the fact that a tornado did drop in from the area somewhere. So it's been a little crazy down here in Southern California. Unfortunately, Southern California isn't what's keeping me from being with you guys. My plane was canceled yesterday because of the snow in the Pacific Northwest. So trying to get home, wanted to be in studio with you tonight, Tom, but unfortunately, Mother Nature had other ideas. Today's show brought to you by Allstate Insurance Agent Brian Reed, by Dale Wagner Law Office, the GSR Rental in Monroe, Ace Hardware Stores in Lake Stevens, Everett, and Stanwood, Glass by Lund, the Snohomish County PUD, and by Erickson Furniture. But we are going to do a show. Steve is in Huntington Beach, California, and Coach Brian Hill is wherever Coach Brian Hill is on a snowy Monday night. So, Steve, what do we got on the show? Tonight, we're, we're going to talk to Brian Hill. We've already talked to Brian Hill. That's a nice thing. <laughs> A coach from the uh, the Glacier Peak Grizzlies. They've got a tournament coming up over the next couple of days, so Coach will get us caught up on the top of the peak tournament here in just a moment. We're then going to talk, continue to talk girls basketball in the second segment. Dan Taylor, who is the girls basketball coach at Kings High School, King is also hosting a tournament this week, and I have a feeling there have been a few changes to their schedule as well. Obviously, between COVID and snow. Everything's kind of getting messed up right now. So we'll talk to Dan about what the Kings tournament looks like over the next couple of days. And then on the final segment tonight, we're going to talk to Andy Bueller from Scorebook Live Washington. Last week we had Todd Millis on the show, who covers girls basketball for Scorebook Live throughout the entire state. This time we're going to talk to Andy, who covers the boys' side, and get his take as to what the, uh, the state level of basketball looks like this year and how maybe perhaps some of our Snohomish County teams kind of into the various equations through the different classifications. Today's show also brought to you by McLean Insurance in Silver Lake, the Buzz Inn Steakhouse, Hattrick Northwest, the Law Office of Russell and Hill, Mike Dixon Farmers Insurance, Screen Printing Northwest, and by Hometown Handyman. Let's let's give Coach a uh, proper introduction. Yeah, the uh, the head coach, longtime head coach, right for the Glacier Peak Grizzlies. He has taken the Grizzlies to the Tacoma Dome on a handful of occasions. They've had a lot of success there, not only during that tournament, but they've won district championships. Uh, they've played at a very high level. And once again, Glacier Peak, hoping to compete again this year. And one of the things that Glacier Peak is most known for over the last few years is an outstanding holiday tournament, the top of the peak that draws some of the top teams in the entire state. And we're hoping that's still the case. Brian Hill is going to tell us about that right now. So first, Brian, uh, 
happy holidays to you. I'm hoping that we're still talking about a basketball tournament tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, hey, thanks for the introduction, and uh, appreciate you guys having me on here. Um, yeah, you know, at the top of the peak, what I usually do is, well, the whole thing stemmed a few years ago when they very first started to do the RPI rankings. Freddie Reckow and I were like, man, we need to play each other so our RPI rankings go up a little bit, even if we win or lose. And so he ended up kind of doing the first tournament over there, which was more of a, a round-robin sort of a thing. And then I took it over from after that first year and made it more of a state-like tournament. And just I kind of look up teams and figure out who they have coming back, what their schedule is going to be, where, where I think they're going to fit, and, and try to get eight teams who normally don't play against each other to play in this tournament. And it's been pretty good up until the last couple of years. <laughs> Last year, we had to cancel the whole thing. Pretty much the entire state had to cancel everything. And then this year hasn't gone exactly according to plan either. We uh, we had eight really good qualified teams to be in this thing, and um, East Lake had to bounce out of it pretty early. And then Lake Washington followed suit. And then Hudson's Bay from Vancouver, they said we just can't get there with the snow and some of the COVID stuff. And so we're down to five teams, so... The last few days, I've been scrambling, trying to fill spots, and uh, and I thought we were pretty good until this morning. <laughs> uh, Mount Spokane, they were on their way over, and long story short, they're just like we just if there's so much uncertainty with whether or not we're even going to be able to, to get into the gym um, and have our tournament. But the Kevin Judkins, my athletic director, he's been fantastic. He's really been working hard to try to keep this thing going and keep the gym available and um, district kind of pulled the plug on us today and said, we just can't do it due to, you know, snow and everything else. So we had to cancel for tomorrow, but we're still crossing our fingers that we'll get something on Wednesday. But now we're down to Glacier Peak, Nooksack Valley, Arlington and Burlington Edison. And so we'll just try to get a couple games in if we can and hope we get something out of nothing. So are there five teams right now or four? I thought I just heard four there. Well, we had five, but Mount Spokane decided to not oh, come over. Oh, they were over. the fifth, okay. Yeah, they were actually on the bus. They stopped somewhere for breakfast, and I'd been calling back and forth this morning with them, and some of their parents were starting to get a little concerned about making the trip if nothing happened, and I'm kind of glad they didn't come over now just because uh, we got shut down. So uh, we're still trying to make something. But uh, it, it just won't be the same as it is. If anything, now we'll just hopefully get a couple games in and, and go from there. But I think every tournament across the state, and I don't know how Dan Taylor's Kings tournament is going right now, if he's got people bouncing out, but um, I know stuff down in Tacoma and Lyndon Christian and all these other places are having to teams cancel or cancel the whole thing. So. And it's weather and COVID, right? It's kind of a combination of everything. Yeah, it's weather and COVID. At first, it was just COVID. It was um, Eastlake just had too many cases. Um, Lake Washington was kind of in that same suit. And then Hudson's Bay was more or less, uh, it's a combination of both. They lost a couple people. E- even my team, I'm, I'm down to about four varsity players at this point. Actually, I'll get another one back tomorrow, so that'd be five. Uh, but I have some JV players who are ready to play, and so it's like, you know, we're just going to keep rolling. <laughs> this is what we got. Let's go play. 
see how we do. Is there, but, um, is there a chance to get other teams in right now? If I mean, if a team wanted to get a game in, perhaps maybe they had a, another tournament canceled or maybe just a game on their schedule that was a non-conference. Could they still get into this tournament and reach out to you? Is that a possibility? That's what, that's what we're trying. I had the uh, Tahoma coach call me earlier today. Um, they were supposed to do something in Kent, I want to say, that kind of got canceled on them. Um, Ken Roberts from Snohomish, they were supposed to go down to Tacoma, and they that got canceled with them. So, um, And I was just trying to pull some teams in, like, well, yeah, let's do this. But when I can't open up the gym either, <laughs> that makes it tough to play games. So well, let, let me ask, we get something yeah. on Wednesday. So today, obviously, is, is Monday the 27th. Yeah, Tuesday the 28th has already been canceled. Normally, right. you're looking at a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Is there an opportunity if, for instance, if, say, the weather cleared up a little bit or we start to get these streets shuffled a little bit more? I mean, could you go into Friday and extend it a little bit? Is that even a possibility at this point? Or uh, We could. So right now my district is just trying to play one day at a time. Tomorrow morning they're going to meet by about 1030 and give me the update for Wednesday. And if we get something on Wednesday, then uh, their big concern now with Thursday is we have a whole other storm coming in that's supposed to drop a couple more inches. So they're kind of playing every day as it goes. Um, yeah, if we could extend it out to Thursday, even Friday, I, w- I will try to do that. Um, but it's kind of a last-minute, hey, who wants to play a game? And we got some refs, let's go. Because that's the other issue. So there's really three components. You have COVID is one component. The weather is another component. And then having enough refs to do games is a third component. So kind of like backs up against the wall. We're just trying to get some games in. Um, But I appreciate everybody that's been trying to make it all work. That really helped out a lot and made, made things a little bit easier, even though it's difficult to try to put together. I don't know if it makes you feel better, but even the bowl, they're canceling bowl games and they're, hey, you guys want to play? Yeah, let's play in the Sun Bowl. That just yeah, happened today. Right. <laughs> it's happening yeah. everywhere. Yeah, you know, um, it's uh, it's just the nature of the beast that things are going right now. And, I mean, you're seeing it at all, at all levels, too. Like you said, um, Wazoo has a new opponent. I forgot who it was, but they have Central, a new opponent. Central Michigan. Yeah, Central Michigan. And, and so uh, – you know, NFL games have been canceled or postponed, and NHL has been on a pretty long postponement. So, hey, if we can get a game, I think that's a success. <laughs> now, now, Brian, remind us again, a 20, 20 game schedule, is that what you're permitted to play up to? As many yeah. as in the regular season? Yeah, um, each team is allowed 20 games and one jamboree. And my schedule was, was full. I had 20 games, counting my tournament, and we were supposed to play West Seattle. Um, the Wednesday before Christmas, but they had COVID cases, and so that game got canceled. So, but I, I don't know that if there's a team right now that is actually going to fulfill a full 20 game season just with the thing way things are going. So, well, and that we was going to be my next not. question to you too. Do you? So, let's just go into the assumption, and that's a heck of an assumption right now that everything kind of gets cleared up in terms of the COVID protocol and, and the situation over the next month or six weeks or whatever it might be. Could you foresee teams starting to slot in extra games, maybe in mid to late January on a weekend, for instance, or are teams going to just say, you know what, it, it is what it is this year and let's stick to 16 games because of the fact that our holiday tournament was wiped out or what, what have you and, and just kind of play accordingly. Well, and I think the, 
the biggest thing is that third component of available referees. Yeah. Um, and I know for our league, oh, trying trying to understand what my AD is talking about sometimes, it's like there's eight crews. So if there's eight crews, that means you can only have eight games a night. Uh, and so, you know, we have 30, 25, 24 teams in our league, and if everybody's playing each other, that would be 12 games, but we only have eight crews. So even trying to – and that means just boys and girls games. So trying to reschedule something is almost virtually impossible at this point just with the number of refs. And we're watching referees from the games we're doing. They're doing the JV game and the varsity game. Right. That, and some yeah. – you know, sorry, guys, here, here it comes. Some of these guys are not spring chickens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and some of them are brand new spring chickens. Sure. So, you know, you're, you kind of got this. You have people who are wily veterans, but are yeah, they're slowing down a little bit. And then you have some people. <laughs> that was nice, right? <laughs> and then you, have you, some, you put it uh, delicately, yeah, yeah. And then you have some people who, hey, this game's too fast for them. Still, you know, um, you you kind of talk, talking to your players about, hey, you got to let the game slow down to you. Well. That happens on all levels. Me as a coach, I had to let the game slow down to me my first few years and catch up to the speed of it. And I, I know that happens with referees too. They got to let that game slow down so you can kind of see everything that's going on. So uh, new rookie referees aren't exactly ready for a you know a Snohomish Arlington game that's going to be you know nail biter to to the end of the game. So um, kind of need some of those veteran referees to do it, but there's not enough of them. So. So before we start talking about your team a little bit here, just to finalize one more thing for the tournament, fingers crossed if we're able to get back into the gym, say on Wednesday or Thursday, you, you do have some great teams still playing there between yourself. Arlington's one of the top in the state. Nooksack Valley looks very good right now. Uh, where would people find these games? Is there a place on, on your website that people can kind of stay connected and make sure that they're following up to the minute reports? How would they best figure out if there's a game going on if perhaps they want to go to one of these games? So the westcoathletics.com website, um, it was bought out by a company called Arbiter, I think is what it is. Oh, yes, we know. (laughs) (laughs) But I think we've kind of stuck to the old Westco Athletics, and so all of our games have been posted on there as of now, um, and we're just trying to update those and change those as we go. Um, I mean, as soon as I hear something, my AD is already trying to, to get the games into into the schedule and that's probably the easiest way to try to find it. Um, and then I'd try to let my team and boosters and everybody else know as soon as I can, but it's almost like, Hey, hold on a second. Don't send too much out yet because we're not sure. <laughs> so, um, it's, um, I think Arbiter would probably be the best place to look for it. Well, the ones, okay. I, the ones I feel the worst for is Mount Spokane on the bus on the way to play. You turn around, and go home. Well, yuck. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and they're like, well, we can't play any more GSL teams just because they already play everybody in GSL, plus they already have 20 games on their schedule. So they just have to try to find a couple other teams to play. And he said he's just going to work on it. And he understands. A little disappointed for Spokane to come over or to not be able to come over. But, uh, I mean, that's where we're at this year. Yeah, we're still uh, hoping and keeping our fingers crossed that we still have a better situation moving forward than what we had last school year. So 
hopefully that uh, that'll still give Mount Spokane and the other schools an opportunity to uh, see each other down the road with a little more on the line, so to speak. Yeah, you know, uh, so far so it's better than last year. Again, last year we just had some uh, kind of a quasi league pool play, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody got you know up to ten games, and even some of us got those canceled. So I think my season ended up being nine games total. Um, but we had nothing on the line. It was there was no league title, no district title, no chance for state anything. So hopefully this well, season kind of gets something in there. Yeah, definitely. Well, tell us a little bit about Westco 4A and what it looks like right now and what it means to you and your program. It's interesting because, I mean, we're used to having an eight-team league over the years, and obviously with the reclassification last year, eight teams became five teams. And then, oh, by the way, they allowed teams to opt out if they wanted to to play a less competitive schedule. They knew that their, their team wasn't quite ready for that, and we did, in fact, have one team at the girls' level. Mariner decided they wanted to do that. So, really, you're playing in a four-team league right now, and in some ways that was done for the teams that are struggling more, the programs that are having a hard time competing. But also, we don't necessarily think about it from this angle. It's really beneficial for programs like yourself because it hasn't done you a lot of good over the years to – going to a district tournament at the end of the year, knowing that 13 of your last 14 games were, you know, running clock games. So this has got to be a benefit to you guys as well, I would think. Oh, yeah, and we're a totally different team than we have been the past three or four years. Um, Last year, I ended up graduating, you know, seven solid seniors, six of which are all still playing college ball at this level or this year. So, uh, yeah, a really talented group of girls, uh, which leaves me kind of, my nest kind of empty. And so this year, um, I can honestly say I did not have one girl on my team who had significant varsity playing time of any sort. In fact, I could say I had two girls who had any varsity playing experience at all. Um, but again, not very significant. So, Hey, we're starting all over. This is, this reminds me of 2008, the very first year (laughs) the school opened up and I got a group of girls who, Nobody's ever played varsity basketball, and um, I remember how fun that season was just trying to get us off the ground and get us competitive, and, um, you know, the expectations at the beginning were pretty low, and as we started to play and compete and get better, my expectations kind of grew and grew, and so that's kind of where we're at right now, and, um, you know, we played Issaquah early, and it was one of those, Issaquah is one of the top teams in the state, I would think, and I was like, man, I just hope we just don't get destroyed. And, and we were competitive. We forced their coach into a couple timeouts because we kept it interesting and kept it close. And we lost by 11, but it, it was like, hey, the expectations are rising, ladies. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to keep working on this. And same thing with Snohomish. That was another game. It was like, well, let's just keep it close and keep it interesting. And sure enough, we kept it interesting and lost by nine. And, and then uh, – played a great Everett game and squeaked that one out and then played a, a solid Meadowdale team and handled that way better than I thought we would. So we're sitting at three and two and my expectations are really high. And then all of a sudden it's like, God, we can't play. <laughs> yeah. I want, I want to keep challenging us. I want to, I want to see where we're at now and, and keep playing and working towards that end goal. And uh, with, like you were saying, with only four or five teams in West Coast 4A, hey, we got to, make sure we compete with Lake Stevens, who I think is probably the best team out of that 4A West Co. And um, I know uh, K-4 
Kamiak is going to be a, a solid team to compete against, and I know Jackson's going to be a solid team to compete against. And, and Mariner, even though they opted to be in that uh, competitive balance league, shoot, they've won all their games except for one right now. So, you know, that's kind of what that league is for is, hey, here's a, a program that has not had very much success. Well, now they're finding a way to win, and, and that goes a long way. So it's good to see Mariner starting to compete, and, and they have an opportunity to to get into the playoffs through us or Jackson or Kamiak or Lake Stevens, whoever it may be. And so, um, yeah, you know, we're just trying to build our best team and be competitive and try to get to that district tournament and see if we can be one of the five, final five teams that make a regional berth. No, definitely. And as far as moving forward, though, I mean, do you, do you enjoy having that opportunity to have a little more – I don't know if you want to say creativity, but at least having the, the the chance to kind of structure your schedule accordingly because of the fact that really moving forward here, you're only going to have that most games that are going to be set on your schedule in terms of conference games. And really, depending on where you think your team is competitive-wise that year, you can kind of go on to handpick your, your, your non-conference games a little easier this year or, you know, into the future as well, right? Yeah, and so that's what's been a little bit, difficult this year is West Seattle we thought was a great measuring stick for us and it was like hey golf this this will tell us a lot and then our game got canceled so we're like okay well you know our, our first game against uh, Lake Washington will tell us a lot <laughs> so um, yeah we're, we're hoping for some of these measuring sticks but now we're just hoping to get games at this point and hope we get a um, compete for something towards the end of the season you mentioned that you don't have a lot of experience on your varsity, and yet when I look at your varsity roster, six of the nine girls that are listed right now are all seniors. So are, is there a pretty robust baby program coming through right now that you're going to be able to kind of build from, or what does the future look like for Glacier Peak basketball over the next year or two? Yeah, it was really kind of eye-opening for me as well because uh, I had seven seniors on last year's roster, and I was like, okay, well, We'll graduate these. We'll kind of start a rebuild sort of a thing and, you know, get kids playing. Well, there's no time for a rebuild because most of those kids are are seniors again. I have uh, a, a bunch of senior or junior kids at the time, you know, who were kind of waiting in the wings and putting in their time and working really hard and tryouts come around and here they all are. It's like, well, all right, that's, that's where we're going. <laughs> and so I have a I want to say a rookie veteran team, I guess, if you want to call it that. <laughs> They're veterans on the basketball court, but rookies to varsity. And so they, uh, but they're working hard. I, I love what they're doing and how hard they're working and the way that they're competing in games and at practice. And you could see them get better every day and every week. And, you know, that's kind of how we've always prided ourselves as a program anyway. So um, I love what they're doing for us right now. It's, it's kind of fun to see, but after they leave, I only have one junior in the whole program, so um, so I'll have one senior after next year, and I have a couple freshmen that are on varsity right now. So my my veterans next year will be a senior and a couple freshmen or a couple sophomores. Well, it'll be interesting. Well, I will say this for the group you have right now: I've had a chance to watch that Meadowdale team a couple of times this year, a scrappy bunch. You put up 73 on them last week, so it sounds like things aren't going too bad right now. Maybe not the GP that we're accustomed to who's ranked one or two in the state, but nonetheless, uh, 
a Grizzlies team that it sounds like is ready to compete and is ready to uh, to have a, a, a at the very least a com- competitive 2021-2022. Yeah, I'm really excited for them. I hope they get the opportunity to to, uh, to show everybody what they what they can do and what they're capable of doing and i'm kind of curious myself to see how far they can take us so uh hope we get that opportunity stay tuned well we certainly hope you have the opportunity later on this week so again keeping our fingers crossed right now everything is kind of fluid and changing from day to day but if everything works out the way we hope it does there uh, may or may not be a top of the peak tournament over at glacier peak high school later on this week ryan hill thank you for your time tonight and uh, best wishes to you and Happy holidays and happy new year. Yeah, thanks so much, Steve, Tom. Appreciate you guys having me on there and and uh, trying to get word out about the tournament. I hope we get something. But uh, listen, look forward to talking to you guys in the future and listen to your program. Thanks so much. There you go. Thank you very much. That's Brian Hill, head coach of the Glacier Peak Girls basketball team. When we come back, we'll talk to the head coach of the Kings Girls basketball team. That's Dan Taylor as Prep Sports Weekly continues on a Monday night. Uh, right here on KRKO. Locally owned, veteran owned. The hometown handyman is proud to support local sports. Student athletes are an inspiration to us all, playing for their community and their teammates, showing good sportsmanship and working hard in the classroom and in practice. The hometown handyman believes in hard work and integrity, supporting community, seniors, veterans, and first responders. If you've got items on your to-do list that need to be crossed off, go to hometownhandymanpnw.com and support local. Hometownhandymanpnw.com. Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance knows that good coverage counts. Whether you're running through the defense to the end zone, finding a good position for the game-winning three-pointer, or if the neighbors need to refine their fastball. And here comes the pitch. Oh, sorry. Coverage is important. Call Mike Dixon to find out what coverage is best for you. And pretty soon, you'll be Stixon with Dixon. That's Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance in Old Town Local TO. Call 425-375-0860 today. Because coverage counts. At KRKO, now more than ever, we all need to find a reason to smile. A buzzing fly is more likely to wake a sleeping man than a crying baby will. Wow. An environmental group says that we now only have five years left to save the earth. I just financed a car for six years, so that means I'll save a whole year on payments. It's Tim Hunter, mornings 6 to 9 on KRKO, when you can use a little smile to start your day. As a business owner, you know a different side of restaurants than most people. You know the long nights, the stressful days, the grease fires in the kitchen, and still you keep the orders coming and the service friendly. But sometimes you need a little help. The food service equipment professionals at Hattrick Northwest are dedicated to serving Snohomish County restaurants by giving them the proper guidance and sincere answers they need when it comes to food service equipment. We know food service because we've done food service. Hattrick Northwest. When you call us, you get us. Find us online at hattrick-northwest.com. Supporting the community, it's important now more than ever. That's why the law offices of Dale Wagner and Stanwood proudly supports local high school sports. Since 2005, the team at the law offices of Dale Wagner have been helping their local community with their disability and workman's compensation claims. So if you've been injured on the job in Island, Skagit, or Snohomish County and need help getting the benefits you deserve, look no further than the disability and workman's compensation attorney team at the law offices of Dale Wagner and Stanwood. To find out more, go to Dale Wagner law.com and go Spartans. 
At Glass by Lund, if there's one thing they've learned over the past 40 years, it's that supporting the local community is very important. That's why they're huge supporters of Wesco High School sports, especially this year. It doesn't matter when the season starts. It doesn't matter the score. Class by Lund supports high school sports 100%. And if you need support with windows, shower doors, or skylights, residential or commercial, remember, since 1967, Glass by Lund has been here to serve in your community. To find out more, visit glassbylund.com. Hi, I'm Brian Reed. As your local Allstate agent, providing protection that fits your life is something I take, well, personally. I am committed to learning about your needs and personalizing protection to meet them. From bundling your auto, home, and life insurance with ease to evaluating optional coverage based on your protection needs, I can build an insurance proposal that fits your life. Are you in good hands? Contact me, Brian Reed, at either of my Everett locations, 425-337-4646. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Life insurance offered through Allstate Life Insurance Company and Allstate Assurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois, and American Heritage Life Insurance Company, Jacksonville, Florida. Tired of doing battle in the kitchen every night? Time to surrender and take the family to the Buzz Inn Steakhouse. The Buzz Inn is open for indoor dining with mouth-watering hand-cut Angus steaks, chicken, seafood, burgers, sandwiches, and all-day breakfast. Relax while the Buzz Inn takes on the hazardous cleanup duty. And with nine locations, there's a Buzz Inn near you. Check out the menu ahead of time at buzzinsteakhouse.com. Dine in or take out the Buzz Inn Steakhouse, where you always get a great deal on a great meal. The first impression is the most important, so trust your first impression to Screen Printing Northwest. Get your logo embroidered on a shirt or hat. Make a statement with custom screen printed shirts and hoodies for your business, school, or event. And relax knowing that your first impression is in the hands of the area's experts for a quarter century. Screen Printing Northwest in downtown Everett. Online at ScreenPrintingNW.com. That's ScreenPrintingNW.com. Justice is easy if you know what to do. Call 800-LAW-0842. The law offices of Russell and Hill are proud sponsors of the KRKO Prep Sports Student Athlete of the Month. These student athletes have demonstrated excellence on the field of play and in the classroom. Russell and Hill believes in being part of your community and salutes those who give the extra effort. Russell and Hill will fight for you. Call 800-LAW-0842. And Prep Sports Weekly continues here on this Monday night. Tom Blafferty here in Everett and Steve Willis down in Huntington Beach, California, enjoying the, I guess, Steve, the rain, right? It's not snowy, at least. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been raining. It's about 55 degrees and been windy at times, but I guess I, I can't complain too much. Yeah, Coach, you and I have been shoveling our cars out of the snow all day, right? Yes, we have. <laughs> <laughs> Lots. I did a lot of shoveling yesterday. <laughs> Well, Steve, let's give our give Coach uh, Taylor a proper introduction. Yeah, I, I get the honors again. I like it. Dan Taylor, the girls' basketball coach at Kings High School over in Shoreline, a Kings team that is set to host the Kings Holiday Tournament, uh, unless he tells us differently here in a minute as we just got off the phone with Brian Hill a few moments ago. And, and Dan, I guess that's question number one. Uh, where does the Kings Holiday Tournament stand right now? Well, it's standing. Um, of course, you know, we're dealing with – teams that have had to cancel games 
or tournament appearances because of COVID. And then today we lost a couple of teams due to their districts not allowing them to travel due to weather conditions. Um, those are our two teams that are traveling the furthest. Um, but we were able to keep six other programs, um, which um, took us from an eight-team bracket to um, a six-team round-robin style um, tournament. And so we have some good games um, the next three days, and so we're excited to host some some really good teams. Well, give us the two schools that canceled, not because we want to call them out. I'm just curious, if in ideal times, if this were going on, where were teams planning to travel from? Um, Clahalia, which is maybe not a familiar team to most, but um, they're an up-and-coming 1A team who I expect to um, I expect to be in the round of 16, you know, the regional that at least. Um, they have some really good talent, and we're excited to host them, but um, they are on the other side, you know, of the water, and, um, you know, they are – you know, they were excited. I've um, known their coach for a while, and he was excited to bring them over. Um, but yet, you know, they travel a bit further, and they may have a little bit more snow than we do, um, but they aren't able to come. And then WF West out of Chehalis, um, which has been a perennial powerhouse as far as um, being at the state tournament, especially in the last, you know, decade. Um, they feature uh, Drea Brumfield, who's committed to Pepperdine, who um, is an outstanding player, and they are a great program um, that we were excited to have. And we were slated to open up with them tomorrow, but um, they aren't going to be able to make it. So that leaves you with five other teams besides yourselves. So who yeah. are the other teams that we're expecting to and hoping to see over at Mike Martin Gym over the next few days? We we open up at 145 against Mount Vernon Christian, um, a great um, school up north that um, usually is a contender in amongst the B schools, um, the two Bs. And then and at 330, Lake Stevens plays Meadowdale, um, two great programs as well. And then at 515, um, Olympia will face off with Linwood High School. Okay, so you have Lake Stevens. I thought, was Edmonds Woodway originally on that list? They were. Edmonds Woodway was originally on the list. So was, um, who else was supposed to be with us? Um, You've had to so, do a little shuffling in what it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in the past week and a half, I've probably swapped three or four teams, um, you know, since. And so, yeah, there's, um, you know, there's, Contact tracing, COVID protocols, all those different things. And so, um, you know, we're hoping and praying that all these programs are healthy and safe. Um, and so everybody's just being cautious and, you know, taking care of their um, teams. And hopefully they aren't out too long because, you know, league games start rolling really fast in January. So, and, you know, with, you know, how we have to, you know, quarantine these days, um, athletes, uh, you know, you can miss quite a few games. You know, some teams are playing two, maybe three games in a week, and that could really dictate how the season plays out. And with RPI and now we have the seating committee, it can be real interesting as we get closer towards the end of the season when we're trying to figure out who is going to be 
in you know in that round of 16 and what place they will finish as they enter the state tournament. Sure, kind of curious from your standpoint because you obviously have a, a probably a much bigger contact list than many. I know you've been the president of the uh, Washington Girls Coaches Association for a number of years. When you're putting together a holiday tournament, and I'm not meaning under the COVID circumstances that we're dealing with, but just in general, what do you usually try to go for? Do you try to find teams from different geographical regions as well as classifications and just get a nice blended mixture? Do you do you try to get other teams that you think are kind of comparable more along the lines of talent level in terms of where your own program is? Or what kind of thought process goes into that for you normally? All of the above. Um, number one way we try to recruit teams to be in our tournament is to see um, if, you know, I mean, we want to make sure that teams aren't playing teams that they would face in their own schedule, um, whether it's a league opponent or even if they have them in non-league. Number two, we try to make the games as competitive and um, even as best as we can. We know that some are going to be lopsided. I mean, that's just how it is. Um, But I try to um, match up the teams the best I can to where it can be very, very competitive. And when we had our eight-team bracket tournament, I was trying to at least even out both sides of the bracket so that the top two teams could face off at the end. But with us doing the round-robin style, what we'll end up doing with our trophy is giving it to the team that goes undefeated for the three days. So, um, you know, and if there's a tie of some sort, then we will, you know, our goal is to look at whoever allows the least amount of points. So it will be a defensive. Uh, oh. Yeah, instead of offensive. Because we don't, we don't like teams running up scores because, you know, you, could, you have a team just pouring it on. And so we'd rather them playing better defense rather than trying to, you know, pummel a team just because they want to be the one that has the most points at the end of our tournament. So hopefully that makes a little bit of sense you know, and such. But, um, yeah, I mean, those are the things that we look at um, to convince teams to come to my tournament. Our, our, our tournament is to um, try to get them teams that will help them with their RPI as well, you know, whether they win or lose. You know, playing a team that has um, a good record is going to help them at the end of the season, um, especially when it comes to them trying to earn those points for their RPI rating. Same question I asked Ryan Hill earlier. Is there a way for people to go online and, and see where your games are being scheduled? Or if there is, a, in fact, a, any last-minute updates, will they be able to find that online? What's the best way for anyone yeah, to follow we, this tournament that might want to come to a game? We have an Instagram, and then we also have um, live streams. So if team, if you know fans or teams or family members want to watch the games, we have a live stream link, which we'll post on the Instagram as well. And so, um, and if you follow our Instagram, you've noticed all the different changes that have happened. And so one of my assistants is in charge of our social media. And so she's posting up-to-date, you know, um, schedules. And then she'll post scores for the JV side and the varsity side, um, as well as um, post the link to our, our YouTube channel that will allow people to watch from afar. Well, let's put you on the spot then. Do you know the Instagram handle off the top of your head, or should they – just type in Kings Girls Basketball. Um, you're talking search. to somebody that um, – <laughs> uh, I don't even have an Instagram myself, and so um, I could probably search it, and I'm sitting in front of my computer right now. Um, 
But uh, no, I don't know it off the top of my head. But if I find out before we're off our call, I'll let you know. We'll do the same too. I would imagine if you and normally I would if I wasn't on a a cell phone in California right now. But yeah, I think if you go to Instagram and you search teams girls basketball, I think I've done it once or twice before, should pop right up too. So if anybody wants the schedule update for that or the like you mentioned the uh, the web stream, that would be uh, the ideal way to do it. Uh, it's um, Kings. Look? It's Kings oh, yeah. Knights. It's Kings Knights WBB, and the K in the first the first K is capitalized. So Kings Knights WBB is the handle. There you go. So all the schedule updates as well as the uh, the stream uh, and the uh, the links for that. Coach, coach, that, coach, yeah. you remember when y'all all you had to worry about was pumping up the basketballs and playing defense? Oh, uh, trust me. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Now we had all this social media and, you know, and, and even with the, and I remember when we had the videotape and rewind and fast forward, and now we have the the huddle and the synergy and all those different things to watch film. It's And that's, I mean, we every five years it seems like there's something that's speeding up the game. <laughs> well, tell us about your team before we let you go. We're, we're kind of running low on time here, but I did want to ask, well, and I guess we should also mention, it's a relatively new league. I, I know you joined the uh, the Emerald Crown League last year, but really it wasn't a full season. How has that been working out for you, I guess, first and foremost? Uh, all the teams, you're not traveling as far north as you used to. You're traveling more east and even to the south a little more these days. Yeah. Um, I um, I like it. I mean, you know, I've been, what is this? I think this is my, I don't know, 13th, 12th or 13th year at Kings, and – you know, for a number of years, I've we've been, you know, you know, uh, playing the same teams and everything. But to make that switch, you know, has been a, a blessing because um, it just allows us to travel to different places. I know a lot of people like rivalries and everything like that, but I never felt like we had a great rivalry um, since Archbishop left um, because they used to. Um, and they still do, you know, they have a great program and we used to have very competitive games with them. But once they left, I feel like all the other teams, I don't know, they just didn't have the same feel as a rivalry feel. And the, the games weren't as well attended as when we played Archbishop. And so now we have this new conference and we have new teams and new gyms. And some of these, you know, private schools are so amazing and as far as their facilities. It's just a very new experience for us. You know, even more so than us, I know a lot of people um, get enamored with the, you know, architecture and stuff that we have at Kings. But check out, you know, the Bear Creeks, the Bushes, the U-Preps and all those. There's some pretty pretty cool um, facilities in, in our conference. Um, as far as the, the talent level, it's not as high as some of the other conferences, you know, uh, because especially in basketball, the other sports, I mean, you talk about soccer and tennis, um, you know, those sports, they're very, very competitive. I mean, um, a lot of athletes will participate in the state tournament, but as far as basketball, it's not quite there yet. It's getting there because you're starting to see more um, college-level athletes for basketball in on those teams. It's just not as many as frequent as it has been in our program. Last year we graduated um, quite a few college-level players, and this year we're actually down um, a little bit, which makes it a little bit more um, 
um, competitive for us. And so it makes it a little bit more challenging um, as far as league competition. And so, like, for example, we played against Cedar Park, and it was a close game, first three quarters, and then we kind of pulled away in the fourth. But, um, you know, but I expect games, you know, to be a lot more closer. The Overlakes, the Seattle Academies, those teams are going to be closer than what we've had in the past. And did I see this correctly? Are there six freshmen on your team? Excuse me? Six freshmen on your team this year for varsity? Or? Uh, yeah, we are rolling young. Yeah, I mean, not only that, we only returned like three kids from varsity last year that had any varsity experience. And, and even a couple of those didn't have a number of minutes. Um, we have one returning starter, um, but all of them work super hard. Um, I think we have a really bright future. We have some eighth graders that are pretty solid that we're excited about. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great young group, and I'm excited to um, see what they can do. They've been playing very well, you know, as far as competing, um, just getting into their groove, and I'm excited to see what the um, league schedule, you know, how, how they will play in our league schedule as we jump into January. Well, it should be interesting. Again, Kings Knights, Dan Taylor, you've done a fantastic job for the last 12-plus years, and it sounds like the future is bright there as well. And first and foremost, we're hoping you have a holiday tournament over the next few days. So, again, folks can follow that on Instagram and see what's going on and perhaps get out to Mike Martin's gym over there on the Shoreline campus, the beautiful campus, and check out some basketball this week if the uh, the traveling uh, is safe enough to do so. And, uh, Dan, we're wishing you all the best this year. Uh, happy Thank holidays you. to you. and. Best, best wishes into the new year. Same to you, and thank you for having me. And, yes, come on down to Mike Martin. Enjoy some good hoops. There you go. That is Dan Taylor, head girls basketball coach at Kings High School. And when we come back here on Prep Sports Weekly, we'll talk with Andy Bueller from Scorebook Live. We'll talk boys basketball and the state polls coming out, see who's going to win the state championship coming up in just a couple of months. Right here, this is Prep Sports Weekly on KRKO. Snohomish PUD has been energizing life in our communities for over 70 years. That's why your PUD is a proud supporter of broadcasting Western Conference High School athletics in our community. Congratulations to our local student athletes for excelling in sports and academics. Your PUD offers several ways to help you save energy and lower your bill. The PUD offers instant rebates on energy-saving home improvements and special low prices on efficient home products. Check out snopud.com or visit marketplace.snopud.com for ways to save. All right, guys, bring it on in. Now, this is football, men, and there are two things I want you to remember. First, you have to hit hard to make varsity. And second, you need those big earth movers up front. And speaking of big earth movers, GSR Rentals in Monroe has a huge selection of earth movers and earth moving accessories. Plus, big equipment to get the job done. And for our big victory celebration, GSR Rentals also has big selections of tables and chairs, everything you need for a party. That's right, go get them, boys. For more information, go to gsrrentals.com. No man, no woman, no one left behind. For the VFW, it's a credo that stands long after our fighting days are over. Because our service never stops. We're still serving, which is why we pledge to help our own, no matter where they are or when they need us. Standing in lockstep with those who stood so courageously for everyone else. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org. As a business owner, you know a different side of restaurants than most people. You know the long nights, the stressful days, the grease fires in the kitchen, and still you keep the orders coming and the service friendly. But sometimes you need a little help. 
The food service equipment professionals at Hattrick Northwest are dedicated to serving Snohomish County restaurants by giving them the proper guidance and sincere answers they need when it comes to food service equipment. We know food service because we've done food service. Hattrick Northwest. When you call us, you get us. Find us online at hattrick-northwest.com. Hayes Hardware is a helpful place with prompt, friendly service and the brand names you know and trust, such as Steel, Scott's, Miracle Grow, Toro, DeWalt, Milwaukee, Yeti, Traeger, Weber, Big Green Egg, Clark and Kensington Paint, Magnolia Paint by Joanna Gaines, Benjamin Moore Paint, Duracell Automotive Keys, and many, many more. When you visit Ace Hardware, you'll be greeted at the door and given the help you need. So come visit us at Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens, Evergreen Way in Everett, and now Stanwood. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Supporting the community, it's important now more than ever. That's why the law offices of Dale Wagner and Stanwood proudly supports local high school sports. Since 2005, the team at the law offices of Dale Wagner have been helping their local community with their disability and workman's compensation claims. So if you've been injured on the job in Island, Skagit, or Snohomish County and need help getting the benefits you deserve, look no further than the disability and workman's compensation attorney team at the law offices of Dale Wagner and Stanwood. To find out more, go to Dale Wagner Law com and go Spartans. And Prep Sports Weekly continues here on KRKO on this Monday night. Tom Lafferty here in Everett and Steve Willis down in Huntington Beach, California, enjoying the uh, sunshine or the rain, but he's not enjoying the uh, snow, which the rest of us are doing. And we're going to talk with Andy Bueller from Scorebook Live. Let's talk a little boys basketball. Andy, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. Doing well. How are you? We're doing pretty well. Steve, you're still with us, right? I'm still with you. And Andy, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe you've been to at least two basketball tournaments today in two different states. Does that sound correct? You know, I, I wasn't able to make uh, the Les Schwab Invitational in Portland, so it's, it's just one tournament uh, here now. Uh, but lots of lots of COVID cancellations, lots of moving parts uh, here early in the season, and, uh, and I'm sitting here in the gym at Fort Vancouver after a, a really good nightcap just uh, wrapped up. Well, give us an update on the nightcap because I know they're two of the top teams in the state based on their classifications. Tell us who you are watching and what happened. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. Ari Long, uh, who checked in as our number two team in our first 2A rankings, uh, ended up playing Seattle Academy, uh, just who's been a state power the last few years. Uh, they've checked in at number six in our rankings. Um, but that game wasn't supposed to happen until this morning. Uh, when both teams woke up, there were about eight teams that were not, either not able to uh, get out of their homes, get out of their towns, uh, and make it down to Vancouver because of uh, weather conditions and road conditions. Uh, and so these two teams were, were kind of sitting here, and they had both their, their matchups canceled and, and thought, hey, why, why not play one another? And so threw together a game plan last second, and, and it ended up being a great game. Uh, R.A. Long uh, held off Seattle Academy, uh, but, but not without a great effort from the Cardinals. Well, and we just had – you missed the, the previous two segments. We were talking with two girls coaches up here who are both scheduled to host holiday tournaments this week. Both are kind of on life support right now, and we're hoping they, they make it through. But it's happening all over the place. The Les Swap Tournament, which is one of the premier holiday tournaments in the nation every year down in Portland. Tell me if I'm wrong or not, but I think they've even had some issues this year, correct? 
They did, and, and it all happened last minute. Um, the day before, uh, Gonzaga College High School from D.C. Uh, had to cancel, decided not to fly out uh, because of COVID and, and you know weather in the Portland area. Uh, Isidore Newman, which has uh, the number one quarterback prospect in the country, Arch Manning, uh, they backed out the day before. And then two Portland powers, Westland and Grant, uh, also had COVID flare-ups and had to back out. And so uh, some, some local teams, uh, one Washington team in Evergreen filled in last minute, but uh, it's a, a tournament that's, you know, the premier holiday tournament in the Pacific Northwest, uh, again, looking a lot different this year because of, not only COVID, uh, but, but weather has been another element. So. We hear the teams having issues trying to get to these tournaments, if for not weather, for COVID. How about the fans? What was the, uh, what was the crowd like tonight? Was there a decent crowd over there at the game you were watching? Very few fans. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if, if it was because uh, it was you know a late game that wasn't on the schedule, two teams from out of area. I assume both of those are kind of contributing factors, but – uh, not not a ton of fans. I mean, the the most of the stands uh, were populated by uh, some of the the uh, teams that traveled from other states uh, to to come and play, and who were here anyway. So I'm not sure about the Les Schwab. My guess is that that'll that will be and, and is pretty well attended. It, it always is, but uh, yeah, that's <laughs> things things obviously looking a, a lot different here uh, in in late December. Well, a crazy final week to the uh, 2021 calendar year. Let's hope for better in 2022. So let's start looking ahead a little bit. You guys have been coming out with your power rankings. And let's maybe just break it down a little bit in terms of who some of the top teams are at the state level, but also maybe where some of the teams here in Snohomish County fit into that equation and, and whether or not some of our teams might be able to compete for a state title or at least play deep into the tournament this year. Let's start with 4A. Uh, looking at the last rankings that I saw, it looks like we have one team in there right now, and that's Jackson, and they're just barely down in the uh, the lower half of the top ten. So tell us a little bit about what the landscape looks like at 4A at the state level. Yeah, I, I think to me Mount Si is, at this point of the season, is, is the, the clear kind of preseason, early season favorite. I think, you know, you got to tip the hat to the defending 2020 state champs, although that was two years ago. Some, some key components from that team still – uh, playing this year, but they're complete. I mean, they they have uh, a six eight six nine uh, center in in Miles Heidi, who's really coming into his own, and uh, Bennett O'Connor, who was one of their starting guards two years ago, is, is has kind of developed as a floor general and, and has a lot of really nice pieces around him. Uh, some some terrific defensive guards. So I think it starts with Mount Si. I think you can't look uh, overlook Kamiakin uh, from the MCC, which has uh, Oregon State commit. Uh, Tyler Bilodeau, who, who uh, for my money, is you know among the state's best players, had a gro- tremendous growth spurt in the pandemic and surprised a lot of people in the spring. Um, but beyond that, I, I think I think things are, are still kind of taking shape. Uh, you know, Federal Way brings back a really great team uh, that, that plays hard. Curtis has a, a you know maybe the best backcourt in the state uh, with Tyce Paulson and uh, and Zoom Diallo. Uh, and then you can never count out Union in Southwest Washington from the 4A GSHL. A much different Union team, not a Union team that's going to shoot the lights out like past years, but one that's going to, uh, you know, defend you like a like a boa constrictor and slowly suffocate you. So, um, but kind of checking in beyond that, I, like you said, Jackson, um, I, I had them at, at number eight uh, in our debut rankings, and honestly, um, 
I saw Jackson play early. I saw him get a really nice win over a, a good Port Angeles team at the 2A level in the Curtis Winter Classic. And uh, I think believe they turned around and, and you know, beat a, a 2A favorite North Kitsap as well uh, in that tournament and played Curtis really tough. So um, I just – Jackson, to me, you know, they in two of their early wins so far, they've uh, had to kind of claw from behind. Uh, and that was the case against North Kitsap, which uh, just just it, it scores the ball. It's such a trim- it's it's really hard to come back on that team. Uh, but Jackson found a way. Silas uh, Williams as is is kind of as good of a, a scorer on all three levels I think as there is in Snohomish County. And um, you know that that's a team that uh, I think you know is could be a four A 4A Westco favorite, uh, but I think. You know, the 4A West Coast is wide open this year. I saw the, the Everett Herald had a poll that, that had a coach's poll that had Mariner as the predicted team uh, to beat, and I, I think um, they very well could be. Uh, they bring back a lot despite losing, I think, four rotation guys uh, from, from that great uh, undefeated team last spring. Um, and then you can never count out Glacier Peak. Uh, Bobby Siebers is, you know, has, has really come into his own as kind of their, their do-it-all offensive piece, and um, and, and he's He's learning to score in a lot of different ways and show that he's not just uh, that you know a three-point shooter like he was uh, two years ago on that great uh, Glacier Peak team that uh, that made that run at, at state. Looking at three A, we're so accustomed to seeing the top teams be either a Metro team, a Kingco team, perhaps the last few years the Mount Spokane team. You guys have Auburn at the top right now. Auburn's at the top. This this is a group that two years ago uh, Auburn was four A before classing down. And, you know, it was a really, really young core of this guard trio of Trey Blossom game, Malik Arrington, uh, and Caden Hansen. Uh, and Caden Hansen looked, uh, you know, two years ago at, at the Tacoma Dome, uh, you know, certainly had the skills, uh, had, had the ability to shoot, but uh, he, he looked like he was in middle school uh, out, out there uh, with, <laughs> with, uh, on the court performing with those, those 4A teams. And he's really come into his own. Uh, this is just a, a team – uh, you know, led by Coach Ryan Hansen, that has you know blown everybody out. I believe they went undefeated in, in the spring. Uh, lost or you know beat a, a really good Federal Way team as their kind of ultimate test in the spring, and it's really picked up where they left off. Um, that being said, I took took a, a double digit loss to Garfield in the uh, Hardwood Invite in Auburn uh, in, in their home gym last week, and you know I think. I think, you know, Garfield and Auburn kind of went neck and neck in the uh, Seattle Rotary uh, Fall League, and, and Auburn got the best of them a couple times. And uh, I, I think that's kind of put Garfield on notice. Uh, you know, they, they, they feel like, you know, they're, as the defending uh, 3A state champs, uh, have something to say. And, and it helps to get a guy like Washington Commit, Corin Johnson, back, uh, who transferred back from Wasatch Academy uh, before the season. So, uh, but at 3A, yeah, up top, it's, it's, it's Auburn. I think still, still despite that loss, I, I, I see them as a team that's going to be there. I think that matchup last week was a, a 3A state title matchup or, or some sort of Tacoma Dome matchup preview. Uh, but beyond that, it's still, Steve, like you said, uh, a lot of Metro League. At 2A, uh, once the Homer's County team in your top 10, Lakewood at number nine, certainly looking good. They look good in the spring. Have got off to a nice start this year. Do they have a shot at perhaps competing for a state title? Yeah, I think I, I think at the two A level, that's it's you know fairly fairly wide open. Um, you know, I see I see Lakewood as a team that uh, you know certainly brings back enough uh, enough to compete. 
they had gotten, uh, I want to say they had an early win over Mariner. I could have that wrong. They, if they didn't beat him, they played him really tough. Um, but, you know, that's, that's a team that, you know, I think 2A is, is maybe a little bit more wide open. I think, I think North Kitsap at, at the top, uh, you know, is, is, is probably the favorite. Um, but beyond that, um, you know, I think I, I think everything's kind of taken shape. So Lakewood is, is right there. Uh, you know, I at, at number nine, I kind of look at that as, um, you know, it's still really early. Uh, teams are still kind of figuring out how to play together, and, and especially putting these rankings together, uh, you know, early in the season. Talking to a lot of coaches around the state, uh, teams from out of area, uh, if, if you're not in your surrounding area, uh, I, I think schools and coaches, still don't know a ton about the landscape given uh, how crazy this past you know year and a half two years has been yeah mariner did mariner beat lakewood 75 68 on the 14th oh that's right okay. i'm doing i'm doing okay. this off the top of my head but did lakewood beat arlington i'm in california so i've been out of the loop for a few days now but i know lakewood had a really nice win against somebody earlier and speaking of linden uh linden's your number three team speaking of mariner i should say linden beat Mariner pretty handedly last Wednesday night. That one certainly caught my eye. So certainly uh, Linden sounds like they're right in the, uh, the thick of things again. Big surprise, I suppose, right? Well, no kidding. And it was it's funny. <laughs> I, I, I saw head coach Brian Roper on the sidelines of the, uh, the 2A state championship football game with Tumwater and Linden. And, of course, of course, Linden had, you know, won as the underdog, and, and it was a great story. And um, But – they debuted in our coaches' poll at, I think, the number two team. And uh, Roper was telling me that his, his, I think it was his wife turned to him and said, how are you guys number two in the state and your center is six foot three? Um, and that's, that's kind of this year's Linden team is that, you know, they don't have a ton of size like they did with uh, Liam Hannenberg at a 6'10", 6'11", center the last couple of years. But, uh, you know, they, they, they play hard, they play well together, and, and bring back, uh, you know, a, a really strong uh, leading scorer uh, from that group last year. So I, it, Linden's a team that you kind of give the benefit of the doubt uh, early coming into a season based on past success. And then finally, uh, before we let you go here too, Kings, obviously just right outside of Snohomish County, we just had Dan Taylor on a few minutes ago, the girls' coach, the boys' team with Coach Rick Skeen, even though the University of Washington commit Tyler Linhart is playing at a prep school in Ohio this year, they still bring back Jordan Hansen. They still bring back a handful of other guys. And they still have them ranked number one in the state. Are they, uh, are they poised for another run of the state title this year? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. This, this Kings team is not, is not missing a beat uh, despite losing uh, who, you know, a, a player in Linhart that's been one of the best scorers in the state uh, the last several years. Um, Sitting at eight and two now, early in the season, a, a loss to Woodenville to open things up. A good Woodenville team, but I don't believe Kings had Jordan Hansen in that game, and they played Woodenville uh, within four points. Uh, they did lose to Garfield at the Hardwood Invite in Auburn last week, um, but you know beyond that, I mean, wins over Gonzaga Prep, uh, and I I think you know something to keep in mind this year with that Emerald Sound League is that. I, I'm hearing again and again that this is as deep as this league has been in quite a while. Um, you have Seattle Academy uh, uh, right there up top, who's you know a little bit younger, but certainly a team that's going to compete. Um, and then you have Northwest School, and 
uh, Cedar Park Christian uh, that, that both bring back, you know, formidable teams that, that, that could make a playoff run. It's, it's just going to be a matter of, uh, you know, who gets those berths uh, by the end of the season. But Kings, I, I think, you know, with 20-plus point wins over Northwest, a good Northwest school team, a good Cedar Park Christian team, Jordan Hansen is, has been uh, more than capable of leading this team for a couple years. But, you guys, I, I, there's one player whose name, uh, if, if he's not on your radar already, um, he should be, and that's freshman point guard Cam Hyatt uh, with Kings. He's, uh, as an eighth grader last year, I believe he played JV and, and averaged, uh, you know, it's somewhere in the 30, <laughs> high 20s or 30 points a game and um, is, is primed as one of the top freshmen in the state. Uh, he's stepped in as, as an immediate, immediate leader of this group, um, you know, helping them take Woodenville to the wire. Uh, he had you know, over 30 points uh, in, in each of his first two games and uh, has, has been kind of as good as advertised here in the early season with some good tests. Well, well, I guess wow. if you're not going to have Linhart replace him with one of the best freshmen in the state and just keep rolling, right? Well, it, it certainly doesn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andy, again, great content, as always. I've been able to uh, read a few of your things you've put online here over the last couple of weeks. Let people know how they can follow you throughout the year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm on Twitter, at Andy Bueller. Uh, I like Ferris, but different spelling. Uh, I'm... Uh, on Instagram, uh, Andy.Bueller, and uh, you can read all of my work uh, and the work of, uh, of Todd Millis, who un- unfortunately I'm hearing that, that I'm having to follow again uh, this year, uh, as, <laughs> just, just like last year, and Todd's a tough act to follow. Uh, so, But we all our work can be found at scorebooklive.com slash Washington uh, or on the SB Live Sports app, which is free wherever you get apps. Uh, we cover the state. And uh, and try to do it to the uh, best of our ability, which which means uh, having to you know brave brave some roads this time of year to uh, to, to see some good uh, last minute games. Well, you guys do a fantastic job. And Andy, in my defense, Todd got the call ahead of you because he got to cover one of the greatest football games that's ever taken place between a Washington high school football team <laughs> and uh, yeah, he just happened to be in Vegas a few days earlier, so we had to get an update on that. So uh, we'll make sure we give you the call first next time. Oh, that sounds great, but I don't blame you one bit. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the whole state was Graham Kapowski fans a couple weeks ago. 100%. Well, again, Andy, hey, as always, thank you for your time. Always willing to come on with us. Fantastic content. We'll continue to follow you. Hopefully we'll talk to you here down the road during the, uh, the year, perhaps maybe when we get closer to the playoffs and get your take on a few things. But until then, uh, best wishes to you. Stay safe out there. Keep enjoying the basketball, and uh, Happy New Year. Sounds great. Tom, Steve, thank you guys for having me. Always great. You bet. There we go. Andy Bueller from Scorebook Live being with us here on Prep Sports Weekly on this Monday night. We'll bring Steve right back up, and we'll tell you today's show brought to you by Allstate Insurance Agent Brian Reed, Dale Wagner Law Office, GSR Rental in Monroe, Ace Hardware Stores in Lake Stevens, Everett and Stanwood, Glass by Lund, the Snohomish County PUD, Erickson Furniture, by McLean Insurance in Silver Lake, by the Buzz Inn Steakhouse, by Hat Trick Northwest, the law office of Russell and Hill, Mike Dixon Farmers Insurance, Screen Printing Northwest, and Hometown Handyman. Well, Steve, we did it. We made it. <laughs> yeah, let's let's start doing this from the studio again, if you don't mind. I think it's a little Please. bit easier on both of us, and we'll, uh, <laughs> yes. we'll make that happen next week. So, yeah, today we had uh, three different guests, three outstanding guests. We talked to Brian Hill, the girls basketball coach at Glacier Peak High School, we then heard from Dan Taylor, the girls basketball coach at King High School. 
and then Andy Bueller, who was just on from Scorebook Live Washington, covering uh, covering all the sports really, but really for the sake of what we're talking about these days, boys basketball. Boys basketball, and he was talking about Kings, and Kings plays Everett Wednesday night at Everett High School. I'm going to go. Ooh, that was, I don't blame you one bit. Right down the street. Right down the street. So, Steve Willits in Huntington Beach, California. I'm Tom Lafferty in Everett. Thanks for being with us. Prep Sports Weekly on KRKO. Good night from Everett. KRKO Everett. K237GN AM 1380 and FM 95.3. Your music. James Taylor, Chicago. Beatles. Huey Lewis. Now, more of Everett's greatest hits. KRKO. Yeah.
Steely Dan, Ricky, don't lose that number. Ricky, don't lose that number.